Welcome back to Fargo Watch Party. I'm J.D. Farrell. And I'm Stephen Merriweather. Fargo Watch Party is brought to you by the Modern Podcast Network. We are doing season two. What episode, Stephen? Episode four. Episode four. They're my favorite episode so far of this season, honestly. It was a good episode. Um, no Baby Molly. There was a Baby Molly Sounds reference. Was there? There was. At the very end, Lou was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Molly down to go fishing. Oh, the ice fishing. Was, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. There was, a, but I, there was a Baby Molly reference, but no Baby Molly. I forgot. Uh, I thought you would like, you know, Dodd getting a little bullied. I thought that's why. But he, he was, you also saw him turn into a man. That's why I love this episode, you know? Oh, you didn't see, I mean, at the very beginning. Yeah, he's a badass. Yeah, from birth, baby. Badass from birth. From birth. I, I, I'm saying that's bad parenthood. You're going to bring your son to meet up with another gang and have your son kill the gang leader. Badass. I mean, he got to learn. Like you said, a son has to learn how men act. I don't know about that. Oh, boy has to learn how men act. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Dad, Dad's growing on me. He, he's, making, he's making some moves. Um, I still think they're, they're, they're going up against the Kansas City Mafia. Yeah. Like, and, and Dad, Dad's just like, prodding them like he, he he wants the fight and i i do not understand why yeah when he, he went take the money attacking the goons why did he do that what message was he sending Who, who's like are you really that big attacking kansas city mobsters who's just chilling in a donut shop i thought he just had like a a pole yeah me too and then when they when uh when the goons were going to grab their gun i was like oh my god he's about to die <laughs> like He's bringing a pole to a gunfight, but no, it was a taser. Yeah. That was that was a smart move. Uh, and so not only that, but poor Charlie. Charlie just wants to be a gangster. Charlie doesn't, you know, he wasn't born to be a gangster. No. He has cerebral palsy. Bear wants him to be a lawyer. But Dodd is going against his brother's wishes for his own son, and training Charlie to be a gangster. Dot Dodd's just he he's a he's a wild animal and he see all he sees, all he wants to do is kill. Oh my that's God. all he wants to do. And I, a I just think wild wild animals don't survive very long. Damn, that's rude. That's rude. What? He is the oldest and he survived pretty long so far. I mean the oldest was killed in Korea. Oh, yeah. yeah, we found that out. Head decapitated. Sniper. Yeah. Um, I, have, I have a question. Okay, so Hansel goes to investigate Rai's death or, or Rai's disappearance. Yeah. He, he goes to the diner. There is still blood on the table. He goes outside. There's still blood on the ground. He walks a little further. He finds the piece of glass in the road. Um, I live in Rochester now. I know that when it snows, well, I guess for, f for four months out of the year, it's, it, there's just new snow that piles on every single day. So why is this still there? 
why is there not another three inches of snow on the ground? It's like North Dakota. My only best saying, they say the events were told exactly, but it, maybe he went there earlier. And I don't like that. I know he's the handler, but it's definitely like some native kind of stereotypes with tracking in there. Feels like he's over there oh, smelling yeah. them, every sniffing, just like he's a wolf and everything, like the sun there. there. There was something with the sun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we learned today, though, that uh, Hansel met Dodd in Vietnam. Oh, you think so? Yeah, because uh, we, we learned that Hansel went to Nam. I think we know that Dodd went to Nam. Yeah. And I bet that's where they met up. Yeah, this, this was a good episode. Dodd, Dodd's growing on me, but I, I still think he's just – all he wants to do is fight and – he, they're, he, they're not equipped to fight the Kansas City. I mean, now fucking we'll find out later, but Floyd done pissed me off. And and Dodd doesn't realize, but they got a, a woman on the inside. <sighs> that bitch. I don't, I don't blame her. He hates his daughter. I'm just saying, like, uh, I don't know. Like, just because you want to be called flower child, get fucked and do drugs. You're going to betray your whole family that made you this. Like you are the woman. But, but I, but I don't think that I don't, at first I thought it was only for drugs, but it's because she hates her father. She does hate her father, but that's no reason to betray your whole, and she's not going to, be, well, she is kind of betraying her family because yeah, she, is. she got all those yeah, people around her father killed and yeah. Yeah. And, just because you hate your dad, let me betray my entire family and my cerebral palsy cousin. That's that's what drugs and she wants to be back in the 60s. Like, there's just all sorts of stuff going on with her. Can I, can I, is it me or does it feel like I now see um, how they say, you know, history repeats itself? I feel like our 2020s, it's like the 60s. How she's like, everyone just wants to, when she's like, you could, if you wanted to be called Flower Child, call like now, like hey, if I want to change my name, change my gender, not in like a bad way, but if I want to, like it's like the freedom era. We can be who we want to be, and then maybe the '70s will be like an overcorrection. So the 2030s, like who knows, it'll be like an overcorrection. It'll be a totally different decade. That's what it's. Well, that's what I was thinking of. Maybe I could see that. Yeah. I I, I mean, it feels a little different than it does what I've read about the 60s, but uh, I, I, I would buy this idea that there's going to be an overcorrection on the other side. Yeah. Um, I'd buy that. Yeah. And I think we're starting to see that already. Yeah. Right? With like cancel culture and, and the backlash against being woke and cancel culture and all this stuff. Yeah. It's I've not mainstream yet. Yeah, it's not mainstream yet. Yeah. But it's, it's like coming. Yeah. And then it's going to yeah, be the exact way to now just you have to be individual, like know, know what censorship everyone's going to be able to say whatever. It's going to be open, yeah. but like it's going to be weird. That, that's a good insight, though. Yeah. That's, that's a good idea. All right. Okay, so there, there are two main scenes of this week's episode. Uh, first scene is... The Gerhardt family met with the Kansas City Mafia to talk about the deal. Yeah. Um, the Pearl Hotel. So nice Pearl Hotel they meet up. It was the Pearl Hotel. Um, 
at first they were walking down into like a basement. I thought they were like going to bury their, I thought Otto died and they were like walking to a burial and it, and because they're the mob, it has to like be secret. And I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I was, I was very confused. Um, but all the families there walk down, sit at a table, Kansas city mafia guy on the other side of the table. There's an, uh, an arbiter in the middle. Just, I, I think it's the Gerhardt's family, local banker. He looks terrified. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he looks terrified. Um, and Floyd says, we don't accept your proposal, but we have a counter. Dumb. The counter is we pay you a million dollars. You get 20% of the business. And uh, 25% off for the f next five years if you need to go through our, our part of the business. And I thought it was a fair offer. But the Kansas City Mafia guy says what everyone's thinking. How are you going to guarantee that if we accept this offer, your son doesn't come attack one of my men? Because Dodd is a wild fucking animal. I don't think that's what the purpose. The, I think it's more important that when there was supposed to be a time of neutrality, he attacked. So now, not that in the future, but it's kind of saying in running business and the businesses we run, you literally have to check him, like put him in line now. It, I'll accept your deal, but take care of that. I'm, I'm not sure. I had, I, had a, I had a hunch that they, they're not looking to compromise. Yeah. Like, like Charlie said, or, or someone said, uh, they don't look like the type of people who only eat half the pie. Shout out to Bear not eating a single thing this episode. That man's hungry. You know he's hungry right now. He didn't <laughs> eat, eat a single thing this episode. Um, I think they just use that as an excuse to say no to the offer. Right? Um, but, but, you know, so, so the Kansas City Mafia guy was like, you know, how are you going to guarantee us that your son isn't going to, you know, hurt my people when it's peacetime, when, when we're cooperating, and she's like, I will control my son. And he was like, oh, really? Because he just came and attacked two of my men while they were getting donuts, and this was supposed to be a time of neutrality, like you're saying. This was supposed to be a time of deliberation, and yet he provoked. Um, and then Floyd again was like, I'll control my son. And then uh, he said, the Kansas City Mafia guy said something that I thought was really, really on the point. He said, see, that's the problem with family businesses is if one of my men speak out of turn or do something out of line, I'll cut their leg off. I'll cut their tongue off. Facts. What are you going to do to your son when he steps out of turn? And then what does dad do? He gets up and starts yelling. That was stupid. That like, <coughs> you're going to let him disrespect us. Don't. It's a family, ma. <laughs> and then Bear had to grab him and take him outside. She has, she, Floyd puts her head down. She knows that it's, it's, you know, it's, it's ruined at that point. There's no way that they're going to believe what she has to say. Um, and she, so she's like, I'm sorry. I will keep my son in line. Everyone knows that she can't. So Kansas City side rejects the deal for, for, because they didn't accept the deal, now the, the initial deal is gone, there's a new deal, $2 million 
less money than they, they would have got initially. Got a week to decide, or got a day to decide. If you don't accept, there's war. Can we talk about how the main thing, like the biggest sign of strength is one guy bringing two men that just got beat up and another one trying to bring their whole army to a, yeah. what, a time where we're supposed to be signing a, a deal? Like, who has the bigger dick here? I'm surprised that they there weren't guns pulled right then and there. I mean, if they knew what they were about to get started, if they wanted to put guns on the Kansas City mobs, like negotiator, like, all right. I mean, they're they're bringing guns anyway. I mean, like, if you have twenty four hours, you might as well start war now, like sneak before they know you're coming. Like, Kansas City mob is the British. Gerhardt family are the Americans. You gotta, you can't win in conventional warfare. You gotta attack first. You gotta attack at night. You gotta attack on Sunday when they're at church. You gotta. That is true. If you knew right then and there, there's no deal. What's the point of letting them go home? Like you got a 24 yeah. hour head start, and they don't even know what the fuck's going on. Like, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You just gave them 24 hours to stock up. That's smart. Yeah. But. You know. No deal. And I don't I don't understand at this point why why they're still looking for Rye. He's family. Like and initially it was about, you know, over you know, putting another vote in the pool to override their mom, but now I guess they're just looking for him because he's family. He's your brother and he's fucking missing. And like you do know these other people, he was with some bad people, so you're like you just want to make sure he's alive. Like he's still your brother. But at this point you're going to war. Hansel could fight. Like, you know, Hansel talked I about mean, his time at Nam a little bit. Like, it's not Avengers over here. It's a little hand-to-hand combat over. Like, I mean, you need him back. I think one of my predictions for next episode. Oh, is Dodd calls Hansel and says, "I know you're looking, but you need to come back. It's war." No, I don't think so. So Hansel's this close to figuring it out. He's this close to putting Ed in that sand grinder. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll but, he, but he's going he's gonna to be called back. My prediction now, Ed's dying next episode. Hansel's killing Ed next episode. Ed's not dying next episode. I think. And then I think I'll, – I'll reveal both my predictions now. We're on the – and then I think I, – I got, I got my – go ahead. Let's go. Oh, and then I think Peggy goes to Sioux Falls – I think that's what happens. Like, she leaves for Sioux Falls for the conference, dumb bitch. And stole that man's money. I know. And just, and then the other lady is your money. I'm like, oh, man. I, and then I thought we talked about this. So it's like, it's like you talked. Well, and, well you talked, and, and then I talked, and that was it. <laughs> like, I'm like, ever, like, woman, that's what talking is. Although her boss has a point, but if they only have five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars a month, you know, you save a third. That's two and a half months. But my thing is, that's, that's her money. If this man's been having this butcher shop idea for like years now, how do y'all only have five hundred dollars in the account? <laughs> like, if you save, <laughs> I mean, she only makes six hundred dollars a month. I don't, I don't know what food. And other things were back then, but that's not a lot of money. I mean, no, the seventies? Are you kidding me? That's good money because it's only five hundred dollars to buy a damn butcher shop. No, it's a that's a down payment. 
Can you, what business that is fully functional in a town that you can put $500 on a down payment for? That's, that's like 20000 50000 we don't we don't we don't know what the payment terms were. Let, let's not let's not assume what the payment terms were. The other he got a, he got a better offer from another buyer, but he's he's going with Ed because he likes Ed. So it's a, it's a hometown deal. And their car is in the shop. Cost him a few hundred bucks. No way. It can't cost a few hundred bucks. Think you're raising inflation here, buddy. That doesn't add up. And can we talk about how people in 2021 can't even save 200 a month, but Peggy is on $600? <laughs> like, bullshit. <laughs> like, $200 a month. <laughs> they got a, a two-story house. I know. Two cars. Maybe you're right. Maybe it was just a different time. Maybe maybe Peggy was making the equivalent of $100,000. <laughs> I know, as a hairstyler... Hair, hair yeah. I mean, if but of course Peggy's going to do this. She doesn't love him. They had sex. She's, they had sex, but did you see what that she was did wrong? Afterwards? That was wrong. Right after you take your birth control pill, like just to make sure. Yeah. And I don't I don't think Ed realizes that she's taking birth control. He does it. That's what I'm like. That is so slimy. He's he's envisioning a baby, a, a kid. She's taking birth control. Uh, that's I am not a Peggy fan. But but let's just let's just also they did have sex. Um, what we learned during that scene was Ed leaves his socks on, and he said, "Oh, that was so good! I almost took my shirt off." (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? Uh, Is is this like? Do I just not understand the 70s and, and men didn't take their shirts off? And like, I, I don't know. I think Ed in real life was a little bigger than um, Landry from Friday Night Lights. I think he was even bigger. And Landry's just the better actor and was better cast to play him to where, mm-hmm. yeah. Because Landry's not that big in real life. I think he gained, you know, a good 30, 40 pounds for that role. I see. I see. Yeah. And I think the guy was yeah. even bigger. Poor Ed. Yeah. Ed's just being dragged around. He, he, he came so close to telling the sheriff. Oh, I, so think I was just Peggy. Just And that was one of my predictions, that he was going to tell somebody. I thought I was about to be able to check that box, but not quite. Hmm. Not quite. Peggy, Peggy knew he was. Yeah, I, I thought. He... And she said, it's time to go. <laughs> it's time to go. Ed, go upstairs and take clothes off. I'm coming. Lou, it's time to go. <laughs> but I'm like, what is Peggy? Like, I just need to make it to this conference. It'll all be okay. Like, he's literally telling you, like, these people kill people. Like, you're not safe, but you're like, if I make it to the conference, it'll all be okay. If I make it. Like, See, at first I thought, she's not coming back. Like, she's going to the conference and not coming back. But then she went and asked for the money back. Right? Like, if, if you have in your mind that I'm going to go to this conference and I'm not coming back, you don't go ask for the money back. Yeah. You just tell your husband what he wants to hear. And then you go and you're like, I'm sorry. And then you just don't come back. Um, and if you're Ed, you come home, you see something's not right. Someone has been in your home. You have the sheriff sitting on your couch telling you that people are coming to kill you. 
you just be like, nah, I got this. Yeah. Y you can't even say like, oh, I went to Nam. I know how to fight. Nah, I'm just, I got this. Uh, that's what I feel bad for. The men in North Dakota or Minnesota are. Hmm. Yeah. And so th the second big scene of the episode, Hansel goes looking for Rye. He goes to the diner. <laughs> he finds a piece of glass in the road, he realizes that someone probably ran him over, or he had this idea, he found this glass. So he, he, he just, he's driving around town, he finds a local body shop, he sees a car that has a big hole in the window. He, he opens the door, he sees some blood on the seat, clearly at this point, Someone went through the window. Their blood is on the seat. I wish they would have destroyed the whole windshield. Like, it just looks yeah. so... Right? Yeah. Like, at this point, you don't even fake a crash. You just take the windshield off and say, you throw it away or something, and then you say, oh, I want a new windshield. Yeah. That's, a, that's a fabulous point. You don't drive around with this big hole in your windshield. When people are looking for someone that hit a body. <laughs> Come on. Um, he, 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 you know, Hansel sees that the glass that he found fits his car. He sees that it belongs to an Ed Bloomquist. Uh, one of the shop's uh, technicians, uh, mechanics come out. Sonny. He's like, what are you doing? Sonny. He's like, what are you doing? You can't look around here. Um, Hansel says, oh, do you know Ed? And, and Sonny goes, yeah, he's the butcher. Oh, I mean, never mind. I've never heard of him. <laughs> <I like that>. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, where can I find this butcher shop? And Sonny was like, oh, I think you should go. Like, uh, Hansel pulls out his knife and says, answer my question. Sonny says, I went to Nam and they called me Mad Dog. <laughs> and then Hansel with the the perfect comeback says, do you miss it? Uh, do you miss the bugs and the heat and the humidity? Like, Do you miss it? And Sonny goes, no. And Hansel goes, uh, you know, where were you? Were you in the tunnels? Did they not care if there were landmines or whatever? Did they, tell, did they tell you to go in anyway? Hansel will lead the way with just a lighter. This man knows. Hansel don't care that he was mad dog in Vietnam. <laughs> Hansel was, I don't even know what he Tunnel was. Tunnel rat. That's why I worked with the Tunnel Hispanic rat. guy who, yeah, they, they, it makes you crazy. They literally go into the fucking tunnels that the Vietnamese people were living in and come up and, yeah. <laughs> Tunnel rat. Yeah. Um, ooh. Yeah. And then Carl Weather shows up. My, my <laughs> man, Carl. He shows up. He he does the you know the Texas cowboy. Can I help you? <laughs> Can I help you? Uh, and then and then Hansel leaves, and he goes and then you know they they call the the sheriff. Um, Hansel then finds out who Ed Bloomquist is, finds out where he lives, goes to his home, and then finds Rise belt buckle. <sighs> Like in fucked. the fireplace and they're fucked at yeah. this point 
Um, I, I thought right then, so, so Hans was in the house. He finds the belt buckle. He sees a car driving up. I thought, oh, man, like, Ed and Peggy are dead. <laughs> he looks outside. It's Lou. It's the sheriff. So he leaves. Ed and Peggy come back home from work. Lou's out there waiting for him. Lou tells them about, you know, they're looking for you, the man who you killed, Gerhardt, their mob, they're looking for you. And then Peggy tells him to leave. But Hansel knows now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised he just didn't, you know, wait, wait in a closet or something and then wait till they went to bed and came back and just killed him in their bed. That's what I thought. Um, but so. can we also talk about how uh, the set – Maybe it's a small town, but he can make his way back to outside of Laverne to the middle of nowhere coffee shop, find the glass, locate the body shop, locate Ed, where he lives, all in the day without Google. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hell of a day, like for a native, I, he I, smelt him. <laughs> I think what you were saying at the beginning was right, that they're sort of... <laughs> Playing on this stereotype, if he's Native American, he can he can hunt yeah. and attract people. Yeah, he was hunting yeah. with the rabbit. Yeah. And yeah, and so just in the course of a day, you know, he just used all five senses <laughs> and, <laughs> and tracked this man down. Because uh, if anyone should be hunting, Bear should have brought the rabbit in. Why is the Native guy bringing in the rabbit? Like he's the little handyman. Like go fetch us some dinner, boy. Like come on now. I guess it is the 70s. I don't know. I guess. I guess. Like, you know, they don't love them, but they don't. Yeah, is that what it is? Like, they don't hate them. Like, they're not, they're not racist, but they, they don't love yeah. them. He, so. He's an outdoor native. Like, he, they let him inside, but, like, no. <laughs> he sleeps outside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, can't, you can't come on the couch. And you sleep outside. But he does all the work. Oh, this is a question for you. Who do you think is the more person? Because I think it's one of the two. Is it Dodd or Hansel that is going to be the one that's so intimidating? Because I don't think it's Kitchen or Mike Milligan. I think it's Dodd. Because now Dodd's seeing a little more intimidating and also Hansel, you know. You're talking about that that Lou's worried about? Yeah. Um, he hasn't seen I don't know. Hansel yet. But he's afraid yeah, he of the Gerhardt family. He, he's scared of Mike Milligan. Yeah, but they, he doesn't. I, I don't think they have a connection, as of now. Yeah, that's fair. So, so the connection is Lou knows that Ed did something. Uh, Hansel knows who Ed is. Lou, because it's Lou, is going to want to protect Ed. Yeah. Um, protect his community. They're going to be coming for him. Um, it's probably Hansel. Yeah, that's what I was thinking Hansel after last episode, but I'm like, it could be Dodd too, just because he's afraid of the family. Yeah, I think Dodd's going to be preoccupied with the war. Thinks he's the fucking commander of the war or some shit, just like leading the troops. At the very, en- at the very, very end of the episode, Floyd is laying with her husband on the bed. She gets up mm-hmm. and she says, it's war. And I thought... And we saw the back of Dodd's head, and Dodd's head turns towards the camera. I thought he was going to have a big old smile on his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I really don't want him to go to war. I'm like, they fucked up. Like, on to predictions. On to predictions. We kind of went through them, but we'll, we'll relay them we'll down. We'll get through them. 
So um, I, there are some predictions I've made in earlier episodes that I think are going to come to fruition next episode. Okay. Uh, something's going to go down at the butcher shop. There's, there's going to be some fighting at the butcher shop. Okay. Um, I think that's happened. I, I said earlier that I think Dodd is calling Hansel back. Hansel's not going to finish the job. He's not going to kill Ed. He's not going to kill Peggy. He's not going to revenge Rye. He's going to start it, but then get called back because of, of the war. Um, and last prediction, the war starts next episode. People die. Great prediction. People Great die. Great prediction. One of the people that die, Charlie. I can see Charlie's that. Charlie's going to... Charlie's going to want to get into it. He's going to fumble around. He's going to try to like sneak up on someone and shoot him. But he has cerebral palsy, so it's not going to work out so well, and he's going to die. I just see Bear like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to go to war with a turkey leg in one hand and a shotgun in the other. Okay. My, my predictions are, I think Peggy, I think Ed does die by Hansel. Hansel kills Ed. And okay. like that morning, like Netflix was episode morning or wherever, Peggy, she leaves the Sioux Falls. So she's going to be gone. And then Hansel's going to take care of Ed, possibly in the butcher shop. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Right. I'm excited. Th- this was probably my favorite episode of this. Yeah. Season. I agree with yeah. this. It was a good episode. Even better because no Baby Molly. There was a Baby Molly reference. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Molly kills someone in this war. Oh my gosh! Oh, that's just who she is. She could, she wasn't even man enough to get anyone She's in last bad. episode, last She's season. Bad, Molly's bad. All right, all right. I'll talk to you next week, Katie. All right, have a good day. You too. All right, we're presented to you guys by the Modern Podcast Network. Mm-hmm.